You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what you want most in life. In this episode number 115, Clara is finally back, coming all the way from the beautiful state of Montana, which we'll get into a little bit uh, later. Um, Clara Mowat is back on the podcast. How does it feel to be back after what, a good two months? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, feels like it. home. <laughs> <laughs> the one constant in our lives was this podcast. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else was sacred. Um, <laughs> but so I brought Clara back on, and we try to do. In case you are new, um, we try to do this monthly. Um, and the reason why I really clarified it um, just recently is because I want to take away the Instagram filter of modern entrepreneurship. You know, the cars, the bling, the girls, the, you know, all of that, you know, being in like a a, um, um, a corner, um, you know, office overlooking the city, all of that kind of stuff is not realistic to most people. And because of that, I want I really like just having this conversation with Claire and I. It's not an interview. Um, it's a conversation where we discuss just what it's like to be a young modern entrepreneur. Um, and now just like you just turned 24. Um, yep. and yep, and I'm about to turn 23, and so we're still we're still young. Um, I feel like an old soul. I love my newspaper, my Sudoku. Um, but you know, we're still in this. We still have a lot to learn. And so recently, um, Clara, you've started a new business. We talked about this a little bit, um, but for anyone who missed our last episode, kind of walk us through where this came from. Yeah, I mean, it started with our initial business um, mm -hmm. when we were doing digital marketing, and I was already involved in other marketing as my day job. And I realized through the process that the one aspect of it that I loved the most was the copywriting. Mm -hmm. um, I loved writing, always have, and I loved the um, focus that copywriting has, um, that marketing twist to it, if you will. So mm -hmm. over time and through a lot of conversations with you, I decided to pursue <laughs> that full time. Mm -hmm. And so I created my, my, uh, own copywriting business. Yeah. And then, so right now, you know, we're getting started and I thought this was a perfect opportunity, um, to kind of showcase what it's like to get started and what's needed to actually get started in forming an entirely new business, like from the ground up. For like sure. you're you are in the you're in the middle of this. You're figuring this all out. We're working, you know, together with this. Um, kind of what I kind of want to see, like, what was your expectation? Like going, like making the decision. So, like, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to pursue. Your mm -hmm. expectation versus the reality. What was that? Yeah. What was the kind of differences? Because I'm actually, I'm not. I'm honestly curious. We haven't talked about this. The biggest difference is it takes longer than you think it does. Or at least it takes longer than I thought it would. No, that is um, so accurate. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I came in with a lot of patience. I came in knowing that it was going to be a slow start and, you know, taking a route that most people generally don't recommend, which is quit your job and move to another state and then just get started. Yep. Um, but it def def definitely puts a fire under me. Um, but it, yeah, it's taking its time. It's coming together. I mean, I'm definitely mm -hmm. on the right path, but... The, you need a lot more patience than you initially thought think you do. Oh yeah, because we. I mean, I think because we've. I think we've talked with those. I'm trying to remember a certain conversation. I can't. I can't bring it to mind. But just talking with people because I know I have. 
just on my own is talking to them and be like, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do this, and yeah, I get it, like, this week I can do that, and the next week I'll have my first client, and then, like, mm-hmm. in the week after that, I'll be, like, just rolling in dough, and I'm just like, like, how, how, I was like, first of all, how many hours do you have to spend on this? Oh, about 10 a week? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, wait a minute. Um, so it's, it's that, that kind of conversation where I'm able to actually bring some level of experience and go, okay, let's slow down, buddy. Uh, let's be more realistic about this. For sure. And I mean, I'm spending a lot of time on this. Exactly. And it's taking me longer. Well, this is your full-time so, job. Yep. Right? It is. Yeah. It is. Yep. So you're, you're taking this as your full-time job. You're serious about it. Um, you're putting your nose to the grindstone. What? I'm, I'm, so I'm, on, I'm kind of using this for a very selfish reason right now. We'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be interesting to everybody. Um, what did you think your first step was versus what it actually was? Hmm... Or the I first think, steps, maybe. So my first steps that I thought was, okay, write posts, write articles, create a portfolio, mm-hmm. then find clients and start making a decent amount of money per article. Okay. <clears throat> the reality of it is, yes, start with a portfolio, but that route can look very different. Like that path looks very different. Like I've just taken on another internship to get my foot into the door of a different, of an entirely different industry. Um, And then you got to start with the lower paying jobs and kind of build both your, you first need to be able to feel confident in what you're doing. You need to build up the speed of your writing, the quality of it, and how quickly you can turn it over. And then once you've done that for a while, then you can start pitching to bigger clients. So I think it was, I went from my initial thoughts of step one and step two were really like step one and step four. And now I'm filling in the gap. And I'm so, so that's kind of what I assumed. And mm-hmm. I really want to bring that because again, right? Like I said, you know, I'm trying to like break the Instagram filter of, of entrepreneurship, um, and that's the thing. Is like, oh yeah, I started off broke, I worked my way up, I made a bunch of money now. It's like that's step one in five hundred. Like yeah. that's those are not two. Those are not two or three steps. Um, and people think, oh yeah, I just need to work hard, make money, and then I'll be good. I'm like, no. Like, what is what is that? First of all, what does that even mean? <laughs> And what does that even look like? like exactly. People, you know, a lot of times when I read articles about copywriting, people are like, well, I wanted to work less. So I got into something that allowed me to make some money working part time, which is true after a long while. Yeah. You know, people have been asking me, they're like, what's Montana like? I don't know. I haven't been outside. I work <laughs> 10 hours a day <laughs> for now. <laughs> that's part of the process. Exactly. Exactly. Um yeah, that's that's interesting. So that's the thing to remember is that like breakdown steps. Because I'm like, I, you you know me when we had our task, uh, all, our checklist, and it was all about, oh yeah, well this one thing. Oh no, let's break it down into subtasks. Okay, whoa, whoa what yep. are those subtasks? What are those subtasks look like? Because otherwise you're left with one giant task, make money, and you're just like, well, I don't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, so moving from that though is the thing I really um, wanted to kind of talk about and maybe even just catch up with you on and like, because we actually haven't talked about it today yet, about your financial plan. Now, this is something that a lot of people don't think about. I'm not saying like personal, I'm not like saying your your personal finances. We're not talking about your personal finances here on the podcast. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, That's a bit of an invasion of privacy. Um, Just slightly. Just no, but instead though, What I'm talking about is how do you set your prices? What do you decide to actually, what products do you decide to create? And then how do you price them? And then what do you sell them as? And do you feel comfortable pricing them? Um, Because I know when we were doing sales, 
I was the one because uh, you told me this. You're like, oh, I'm glad you took the reins because I was just like, ah, oh, we'll just charge you like fifty bucks for it. Like that's fine. Yeah. And, like we don't we don't need to charge you. I'm just like, no, what we're worth is a thousand dollars. We're getting a thousand dollars a month. Um, and so when I so I you know initially just created a financial plan because I was in a car on a two hour drive and I was just sitting there, and I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> so I just created a spreadsheet, <laughs> as I do. Um. What, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, did, was there something you had to kind of overcome, like, internally be like, okay, this is what we're going to do and just kind of stick to it and just like, okay, I'm just going to dedicate this to this? Or do you think that through the years of actually doing, you know, quote unquote sales and like running a business, do you think that it helped you kind of overcome that fear? Yeah, for sure. It's a bit of both. Um, and I think it really is something everyone shares when it comes down to imposter syndrome. When mm -hmm. you start looking at pricing your services at a, you know, at a price point that's decent, mm -hmm. um, but it still looks like a lot before you break it down and you're like, how much time am I actually spending on this? And that's why I'm charging this much. You look at the overall number and your instinct, my, at least my instinctive reaction was, oh, I couldn't charge that much. Who am I to charge that much? Yeah. Um, I definitely think that us running our business together really helped me just, you know, have that initial thought and then be like, you know what? No, I get that. That's how that's my like gut reaction. But the truth of the matter is I've already, I already know that that's not the case. I know the quality that I can deliver. So yeah, you, you find a number that makes sense. You know, you do your research, you talk to people, you find a number that makes sense and then you just stick with it. Mm -hmm. And then you hire, and you uh, raise it later. Once you, exactly, <laughs> once you sell exactly. And, so, and in some cases, you have to lower it. Um, but most of the time, if you feel comfortable with it, it's probably good if you have a good sense. But the th interesting thing, and that's what I kind of wanted to get at, because again, also I'm just curious, uh, um, is that we spent a year doing this, and part of like my thing, because we helped each other out in a lot of our weak places. Mine was more mm -hmm. of like the creative part of it. Um, and I don't like, I, I don't know. I can't, we, we, we can have a whole podcast about where I'm weak. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I know, but I know one thing that I brought to the table was that kind of, you know, sales and pushing. And so that's why I always encourage people to just like, just start selling like something, like create something small. And then it doesn't matter if you get rejected by everybody. That's not the point. The point is to learn how to sell. If you yeah. sell someone on something, cool but if not you've just overcome a ton of stuff that's that's built up in you that's made you resistant to it if you have so a, if you have a problem selling that is if you don't then you need to learn how to sell well because you're probably going to be that over eager salesman who um, <laughs> does too much um but with that financial plan what i kind of so what i'm going to do is i'm going to make this available for free to anyone who goes not your financial plan but a, a, a template mm -hmm. so if you want to follow along you can feel free to follow along. Um, we'd love to, you know, you just kind of explain and break down things. Um, but what I'm looking at right now, I'm actually looking at it. I have it up. Um, and what I see here is I actually broke it down for you into phases because I'm like, this is what we want to charge. And this is what I thought was reasonable. Then again, I was coming in completely cold into the copyright world. So I was just like, yeah, this is interesting. So if you want, if you have a goal of what you want to charge, but you don't think you have the experience or the expertise necessary, then say, okay, this is my goal, but this is where I'm at right now because I don't have the credibility to actually sell at this price. Right. You know, that's a that you know, if you if you want to go for the high price, do it, try it, um, and see and see if you can actually do it. Um, 
But what's interesting with you is you is I, what I was really surprised at is you said no, I'm not going with the cheap price. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with the phase two, what I called it, and I'm just gonna sell that. I'm gonna sell it. And I'm like, yeah, good on you. Okay, <laughs> Pro- yeah, awesome. You know, I like that. Might as well try it. If it doesn't work, <laughs> I can move down to phase one. <laughs> right, exa- exactly, and that's the thing is that. Um, any mistakes you make, you have backups. Like you have, a, exactly. you have a plan where you can say, I can still live off of this, even though it's not as much as I want, I can still make money doing this and then build myself up to then move back to phase two. Um, but the thing is, so if you're following along with it, you pause it and follow and are following along with it. Um, just don't be driving or working out or something like that. <clears throat> but if you're not, um, we, I kind of broke it down until here are my products. And now let's kind of talk about products for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us – it was a conversation late at night <laughs> where we were talking. <laughs> and you're like, I just don't know what my niche is. And I was just like, we're talking about how much you love to write a lot, like long-form copywriting, right? Like yep. a dynamic – what did I say? Like a dynamic uh, long-form copywriting, passionate long-form copywriting. And that really stuck. Um, but you don't want just one product, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of like, so you, what were some, what were some of the, what were some of the other products that you knew you would want to sell and how did you kind of discover that? So there's two ways to kind of discover a niche and the most common one is by industry. So people are always like, solidify your niche. If you're going to write about marketing, write about marketing. If you're yeah. going to write about education, write about education. Or but, something more specific than that. Exactly. Like they, and the, you know, if that's something that works with how you operate, that's fantastic. I love writing about everything. I've had the yeah. opportunity to write for a variety of industries. I've learned how to do that. So I kind of found my niche in the other direction, which is the type of content you're writing. There's okay. a lot of different types. There's direct mail, there's newsletters, there's landing pages, there's emails, there's web copy, there's article writing, there's um, technical writing, there's academic writing. Mm-hmm. So instead of going niche by industry, I decided to do niche by type of content. So you're right. My favorite type of content to write are long form blog posts. And long form blog posts typically are 2,000 words up, anywhere from mm-hmm. two to 10,000 words. 10,000, Ten. um, 10,000 10, <laughs> up being an ebook, but like yeah. you can find 7,000 word posts. Oh yeah. Now the reason I love these is because they aren't an SEO driven piece of, of content. Um, they're very much educational. They're all about in-depth and research and, um, create taking a complex concept and really transforming it into something people can understand. And all of that lines up with what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I decided to make my first part, my first piece of content. Short blog posts um, is something I've done for forever. So that became my second point of content. And it's similar enough that they work very well together. And then um, ghost writing is what I ultimately want to go into. Yep. So that's kind of added. And then last but not least, website copy, which Mm -hmm. is a specific type and it's something I'm familiar with. So that's kind of how I discovered my niche. Okay, yeah. And uh, with ghostwriting, I remember we were talking about it. um, And this is one part where we said, okay, you or you told me rather, uh, you said, you know, I don't have the credibility right now. For someone to pay, you know, however much, however many tens of thousands of dollars that ghostwriting is worth, um, mm-hmm. is it? I don't have the credibility right now, so I'm going to build my credibility elsewhere. Right? Is that still on the plan? Because I, I know you yeah. updated. Okay. And I should I should specify because uh, th- there's ghostwriting for articles, which is 
you know, an easier mm-hmm. transition. But my ultimate goal is ghostwriting books. Right, exactly. But yes, yeah. that, that is still the plan. Yeah, because, and that's an example of just uh, a concession or an, as an example of like reality and going, okay, I can't do this right now. That's fine. What can I do? Because mm-hmm. obviously, your pa- if you were ghostwriting full time, I assume you'd just be loving life. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, it's kind of a concession. Like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm working towards it. Because I know a lot of um, people that I've talked to are like, yeah, I want to do this and I have to do this. I'm like, oh, why don't you work towards it? Like, oh, that doesn't sound exciting. I'm like, okay, obviously you don't want this. Because if you wanted it, you'd be working, you'd be doing anything to work towards it. Um, And that's a good example of of try to see what what do you want? You know, if you want something, you're going to work towards it um, no matter what. And of course, there are a bunch of other factors that can play into that um, that we're not getting (laughs) into. But and then and then it's really simple when it came to pricing. As I said, okay, what's the amount of hours that this would take, and then what do you want to get paid hourly, and then that creates the price. There we go. Exactly. And you know, obviously, everyone wants to get paid a bunch of money hourly. But saying, okay, what is realistic? What do you? If you were working full time at this dollar amount, would you be okay, or would you be happy? And that's kind. That's the big goal because when you're first starting out, what you really ultimately need, instead of just making a lot of money right away, you need the experience, you need the reputation. Yep. So you find the amount that you need to live on, mm-hmm. make maybe a little bit more for a bu- bit of a buffer, and you start there. Even if you're like, well, maybe I could charge more. You know, you find a good price point, and then you start getting clients, and then you start building your reputation, and then you can always move the price up yep. and feel confident and doing so. And then it's so. easy to do so. Exactly. Instead, instead of having a hard sell with a high price point, instead you're, you're like, okay, I make enough money to survive. Awesome. And then boom, now I can raise my price easily. And now I'm making more money than I can, you know, either reduce my hours um, and still live comfortably, or I can keep working the same or more hours and even, you know, be living more comfortably. Exactly. Um, and that's really a decision based on what you want, you know? Um, do you want a 20 hour a work week? Fine. You know, I have no, I have no problem with that. Just, you got. He's got to be realistic. Um, mm-hmm. All the people are like, yeah, I, you know, I want to do the four hour work week. You know, like, ne- like in six months. Like, no, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Always is that it just takes time. Like these things just take. It takes time. Like there's you rush it and then it just messes up. And, and I then think you that's, just get dejected and you give up. Exactly. Um, I've been in that spot so many times. <laughs> I was just rushing through something, wanting something to be big, and I was like, "Oh, this could be amazing!" And then it just being like, "Oh, oh, huh? I don't know. I don't really want this yep. anymore." <laughs> and then I just, and then I just, it's in a folder labeled um, "Future Projects." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to do, yeah. And then, um, and then really, what it, what you do is you say, "Okay, how many am I going to sell this month?" And that's your income. Boom. Of course, you have expenses. You got to minus that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's super simple. Like we're not talking complicated math. Um, we're talking about something that just logically follows, and that way you can figure out okay, what do I need to price this at, and what do I, how many do I need to sell? If it's a low, mm-hmm. um, if it's something that you can't sell for a high price, either you figure out a way to make it high price, so you give something else along with that, um, or something special about it, like this is a premium product, or you keep it low and you just sell more. Yep. That's I mean that's what you gotta do. Like it's it's a give and take. It depends on what you want to do. Selling high ticket items is not easy right starting out if you don't have a lot of sales experience. I don't even have I mean, I don't have a good um handle on selling high ticket items because that's not my specialty. 
Um, I can, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have done. I have kind of done it. Um, but yeah, that, so even like having six years of experience in sales, um, selling high ticket items is not easy for me. Uh, I don't like it <laughs> that much. So that's really that's really where to start out, and then, and then you just need to sell, right? Just sell exactly. Her. Just sell. It. <laughs> just that easy. Just just sell it. <laughs> and again, right? I just want to reiterate is that this is a like the most realistic process you will see of just be of being young and starting your own business. This mm-hmm. is how it works. Like this is just the reality of it. Reality of it. Well, you have to love the grind. Exactly. I think. You, you, you have to love what you're doing and be willing to persevere and not get stressed out by the lack of a consistent income. And when that when you kind of have those mentalities, you enjoy the process, not quite as much as the finished product, but you are like, wow, this is I'm doing this. And there's moments where I was having that, you know, this month because I really got started this month where I was like, wow. I've been telling myself this is what I've wanted for the past six months and now I'm now I'm here, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of this process. And that's the kind of excitement that gets you that keeps you motivated as you work towards, you know, the success, which takes a while to come. Yeah. Um, and it just and that's the thing. So um, I remember. So I've been trying to do a lot more uh, research on uh just listening, not even just research, just listening to podcasts with p- successful like um, influencers because yeah. I'm really curious. And so the interesting thing, so I was w- watching a podcast or listening to, I, I was watching, it was a video forum, a podcast with Logan Paul. And it's so fascinating having him, seeing him in that setting versus like him in his like vlogs. Like yeah. he actually acts like a normal person. And he talks about <laughs> no, like really though. Like he he's like talking about his career. He's like, oh yeah. So it's like it did this, and this are some of the things I did. And he's like, yeah. He's like, and he just talks about it, and it sounds he just sounds like a businessman. That's mm-hmm. all. It. He just sounds like a normal businessman who created a product and sold it and became successful off of it. Yeah. And it was so fascinating everyone in the comments is like where is logan like who is this actually logan like who's the real logan paul is it this guy (laughs) and it was so and it's so interesting and also um i was talking with an actress at an event i was at and we were i was talking about acting i was like yeah because i have a friend uh we have a mutual friend who's interested in acting um and i was i was you know i was like oh yeah that's 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 interesting my friend you know just the other day told me he was interested in acting uh, i was like I'll, and i was telling him i, I told i was talking to him, you just having a casual conversation and i was like yeah i told him like it's it's difficult like how are you gonna do it and she just turns to me and she goes you you have to love it more than anything else she says i would i would i acting is the only thing i will ever do and she's like because of that I will. I took every job. I did every like. She's like, I did everything, and it ended up with her being on some good shows and some movies and stuff like that. Um, and it was so fascinating just to see that kind of like deadpan passion. <laughs> yep. was, uh, and it just like it was like it was almost scary. I'm just like, oh wow. Like I like when it comes to the thing that you love most, you're not budging an inch. Like there's nope. nothing. You're only moving forward, and that is so obvious. Um, and so that was like some interesting experiences, even just like, um, other, other, you know, wild influencers, um, uh, when you get them down and you actually talk to them, they're just, they're normal. Like mm-hmm. they're, actually, they're actually just normal people. And you're just like, Oh, okay. You're selling a product. And I think that's the problem is that, 
Um, we're like so many uh, YouTubers, especially Instagram. I think Instagram is the main culprit of this, really. Um, you know, Instagram influencers like, oh, yeah, look at this. Look at me. And you go, oh, wow, that's so cool. It's like, no, they're creating a product. You're the customer and they're the product. Their lifestyle is the product. Yeah. Um, do you remember? Um, I stumbled upon this because I was giving someone uh, an old episode of our of our old podcast. Do you remember we were talking about um, that lady who went like twenty thousand dollars in debt buying um, all that fancy clothes to yes. become an Instagram influencer? Yeah, I do remember that. It still makes me cringe. Right. And so I, I was I was I accidentally I, I saw the article or somehow I was like, wow. And for me, like now more than ever, I was just like. This, this could have been. If this was a year later, we could have been praising this person. Because think about it, like, like so many stories of successful people start with, yeah, I was in debt, I was in this, blah blah, blah. Mm. and I was like, and then so I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying is that it's so odd our perception on these things. Yeah, right? that's a really good point. It just, it gave me this whole, like, my, it just, like, I was just like, what? I'm having an existential crisis right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is life? Um, but it's interesting. Yeah, so it's interesting our perception on things and how, you know, things are, you know, it, that was just one thing that I was just, like, blown away by. And that's, like, that thought, you know, a year or two later, we would be, we would probably be praising her. Because well, she was good. It, Remember? Her, her profile was amazing. She was that's good. That's true. It would be funny to look her up now and kind of see where she's at. Uh, she probably, I mean, after all that negative press, I doubt, I mean, unless, unless I mean, that's a testament though. Actually, I, yeah. I have no idea who she is. So like, I, don't, I have no idea how to find her. Um, huh. That's interesting. Uh, but moving forward though, <coughs> beyond me just rambling about things I've seen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, um, is that the next step though is, is actually selling it. Right. Yep. <clears throat> and again, I'm curious because again, like I come from a, it's it's um the curse of knowledge, you know, and just doing this for so many times for so long, um, is I really I can't remember what it was like for me to first learn about this. So I kind of I really want to see your perspective, and I think that's going to be more relatable than mine, honestly. Um, in in kind of the what you well again like kind of what you thought was going to happen, what actually happened, and then like how you kind of made it start to happen. Yeah, I mean, that'll probably, in, in, I'm starting at the beginning of the month, technically, I mean, the end of this month, so it'll, I'll have a good um, full month to kind of try that out. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm very nervous about it right now, <laughs> but I have a plan, and as oh, long yeah. as I have a plan, I can just get my, my, my focus to be like, you know what, this is a product. I am right now a product, so... exactly. You know, did, uh, rejection is not personal. It's just a product. And let's mm -hmm. just take the next step and not focus on <clears throat> the overall concept. Because mm -hmm. selling is not my favorite thing. <laughs> it does not excite me. But I'm looking forward to learning how to do it well um, to succeed. Because it, it's an important part to any business. Yeah. And so do you, did you think that the first step was just like, so what we did is I said, okay, look. You got to find out who you're targeting. We decided on digital agencies to be your first. Yeah. I mean, we, you, you said it. I, I say we, I was there. I was there. I was in the room at the time and we're talking about it. Um, I'm going to take credit uh, for that. But uh, initial inspiration. 
But we niched. We found it. We found a target market because I think the thing people are like, oh, I'm just gonna sell. It's like, well, who? Because you have to talk to them. You have to yep. give them a, a very specific pitch. And so we decided on digital agencies. It was a, and that was kind of like because they needed the 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 content. They knew it was important, and they usually had the money to pay for it. Like that was yeah. a general like idea of like why we're targeting them. Um, you, you're targeting them. Correct. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm back at like the restaurant I used to work at when I say we still, <laughs> or any of the any like the other the other companies. Like, yeah, we did this. Oh wait, we no no no. no. That's a, I haven't worked there in four years. No, two years. I don't know. Um, and that's when it comes to prospecting and qualifying is what I call it. Um, is finding a list, and it's usually easy to find a list of, of companies in a certain industry, in a certain place. Say, okay, a list of agencies in San Diego, because we know that place well. And you're even going to be back here, so maybe you can even visit them in person, you know, uh, that yep. kind of thing. And so, okay, let's do that. And then, we're like, okay, perfect. So let's find a list. We've easily found a list, right? I just Googled <laughs> a list, uh, digital agencies, <laughs> San Diego list. Boom, list popped up. Um, and usually Wikipedia actually has great lists of prospects, um, surprisingly, that I use sometimes Good that I don't know. have anything else. Um, good little hack. And it's usually pretty accurate, too. Um, I haven't had any problems with it, especially with high schools and colleges that I've been prospecting. Um, and then once you have the prospect, you decide, what am I, what's the pitch? And again, right, it's the same things. Like, you need the content, um, SEO, like all those different things that you already know that you just need to put into words. Yeah. Um, but I think the interesting thing, actually, I wanted to talk to, maybe about it to you live. Oh, I got your attention. <laughs> I saw you. I, I saw. I got your attention. <laughs> I saw that head snap back and stare at me with a ferocity. <laughs> Instincts. Instincts. Oh, I just. I oh, that moment is something I'm going to gif and just have on repeat. No. I, <laughs> oh that was one oh that was beautiful okay uh, but, but moving forward from that um it's too bad no one's ever gonna see it oh well you know i'll just we'll have to live with my description uh what was i even talking darn it oh yeah live um is that kind of explore okay you know the benefits to them but what pain are they experiencing that leads them to want this to need this, to desire it. Yeah. Um, the thing about copywriting is in their particular case, the, the, the pain point that they'll end up having is they need a way to connect with their customers, with potential customers. Some of them, I mean, we're talking about marketing agencies. So to a certain extent, you kind of hope they do because that's an important element to understand as a marketer. Um, Some might not, but they should be able to connect to that concept pretty quickly. Um, But I kind of like to give them the, reiterate it, but give them the benefit of the doubt that they do understand this. And actually looking at their websites gives, gives me a pretty good idea of, where they're at mentally with with who they're targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need to connect to their customers and they need to make their customers feel like, A, they're an expert. B, they can provide something that, they, that the customer needs and C, that they'll give something to the customer for free. So content is knowledge and knowledge, you know, typically has a price. And so this kind of free 
knowledge that they can give that reiterates to them, I'm an expert in something that you need help with is the, uh, the, the solution to that pain point. So that's pretty much what I'm selling them. Okay. So, and here's the interesting thing about pain points is that you learn real quick if you're wrong. Yeah, because that's you go, true. <laughs> you pitch them and they go, not interested. Like, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Um, why? I, this will actually convert cus- uh, potential customers into customers, and then you're going to get more money. So now hire me. I mean, that's my backup exactly. plan if the first one doesn't work. <laughs> hey, well, exactly. And that's why we have several emails. That's why we, you know, we have a different email list to kind of hit different pain points to kind of see which one sticks. Because the one that yeah. sticks most, the one you get the most replies on, you know, okay, that one is the, the, the best one. And then I'm going to be going to put that first instead. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that, that was that's it. <laughs> I'm still laughing about the whole thing. Uh, but, <clears throat> oh boy, sickness go away. Uh, by the way, little props for a little up. Uh, you're going to have a, a great podcast coming up. I'm speaking to the listeners, not you. Um, coming, up, <laughs> coming up on Monday. Um, it's going to be, a, it's gonna be a, a, a cool, it's going to be a fun podcast where I talk about stuff. Uh, but anyway, um, you'll all, you, you already know what it is. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. Uh, we're going to have fun together, but I'm going to try. Uh, so yeah, so we're nearing actually the end of our time. Um, we're getting close to it. I know that went by fast, right? I know it always but goes by fast though. <laughs> it does. But the next thing, but the final thing I kind of want to leave on. Yeah. The most important thing in sales at the end of the day, you're picking up a phone and calling people. That's the way mm. I describe sales. Because to most people, to me, to me, including, I hate cold calls. I do. Yep. I, everyone, I, most people hate cold calls. But at the end of the day, that's kind of how I describe sales is because at the end of the day, you're picking up a phone and calling someone. It means, you, which by that, I mean, you're talking to people. You're talking to a mass of people. And you're keeping it all, qual- you know, solidified under your CRM. You know, HubSpot is one we both use, which is free. I don't even think I have an affiliate link to them. I don't because it's free. So I don't even. I'm not even gonna make money off of that. Darn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it's a free. It's a free CRM. So um, we're, you know, we both use it, and it's great. Um, that'd be awesome to get sponsored by HubSpot, actually. Uh, maybe I don't know. We could reach out to them. But yeah, so that's that's the thing, you know. And that's, you know, the final words to you and to the audience. Um, one thing, though, I, I do, I don't want to leave off on my voice. I want to leave off on your voice. Um, <laughs> you have the better. Uh, we'll, we'll disagree. But uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, is that what is what's kind of one thing that you've taken from the last few weeks? You're starting up a business. You're learning new things, but you're also falling back on old experiences. What's kind of one thing that you really want people to understand and take with them? You have to have self-confidence. You have to have the confidence that you are capable of doing your business successfully, that it's going to pay out in the long run, and that if you need supplementary income along the way, you can pick up a side job and keep going, and it's all going to work out. Because if you have that self-confidence, you're okay with things taking their time. You're okay with making sure you're doing a good job. You're okay with the rejection because you know it's going to work out because you're believing in your own your own abilities and no one else is gonna do that for you. So that's one of the core pillars that you need if you're gonna do this successfully. Communicate with confidence. Yeah, 
Boom. Boom. I love it. Uh, thank you again, Clara. Always a pleasure. Um, Always a pleasure to be on, Luke. Yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, even though you may be lying. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I know we both, we both have fun. Uh, here, that's the goal. And um, I hope you all enjoyed. Um, Clara, where can people find you? Or do you want I... people to find you? <laughs> yeah, they can find me on my website, which is claramawa.com. I have a blog there. I'm also on Instagram at Clara M. Writes. And um, if you're looking for articles, I'm also on Medium under Clara Mawad. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Mawad, by the way, is spelled funny. It's M-O-U-A-W-A-D. Good job. Yep. You know, I still I still question myself in spelling your last name. But anyway, yeah, yeah the links will and links to everything we discussed. So if you want that financial plan template, um, all of that will be at our um, new URL, cwcpodcast.com. And if you want, this should be working, put a slash 115, 115 at the end, and it should redirect you straight to this episode. I'm trying something new. I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> so please do it so I know if it works. Um, uh, thank you so much. Um, do what you love. We'll be back. I'll be back on Monday. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things. Goodbye. <laughs> nice. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so I just stop this then? Yep, just press stop.